hosts of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women. And I'm really excited today to be talking with Dorothy Haran, who's president of Partners in Kind Productions. Dorothy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. It's lovely to talk with you. Thank you. And you have such a beautiful smile. I know this is a podcast. But <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. It's a nice way to start. Um, so you have had such an exciting and interesting career as an Emmy and Palme d'Or nominated executive producer, showrunner and director, NBC Universal, MTV, Bravo, The Food Network, E! Discovery. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Can we please just start by talking a little bit about your career uh, up until your position now? Sure. I have spent the last 15 or 16 years working in unscripted programming. A lot of that time has been working for NBC Universal uh, through Bravo. I was the, uh, I started at, at my work at Bravo actually uh, through ITV America. That was the production company where I was the executive in charge of production and I'm also an executive producer. And so worked on several Bravo shows. I started on Caroline Manzo's show, uh, Manzo with Children. That was a fun family spinoff that, that I ran for the three seasons that the show existed. And then went on to the Real Housewives of New Jersey and had no sense that I would be there um, for as many years as I, I have. So I was there for uh, seven years. And so that was really, really a wild, crazy ride, as, as you can imagine, Katie, but really a lot of fun. So many valuable lessons, so many great experiences in making a show that big. I mean, it is really the, I think, the Real Housewives franchise is a cornerstone of reality television. So it was really, it was a really great time. And as I came to the end of that time, I just realized that I wanted to do something different and I wanted to do something that had social impact. And as corny as it sounds, I wanted to do something where I could use my power to make real change in the world, even a small footprint of that. And so the stars aligned or the universe aligned. We're just talking about like not getting into science, the universe aligned. And I show ran because I, I am a showrunner. I show ran a project called All Hands on Deck. And it was a project um, that was a part of a production company that was called Partners in Kind that had just launched. And so I came into that project as an independent showrunner leading that project. And the series is about showing how communities come together to join forces to support their most vulnerable in their communities. And so it was a wonderful project. We shot for three weeks in North Carolina and it was really very much a labor of love. And through that time, I think when you go through really difficult things in life, whether it's projects or even something personal, mm -hmm. that it's either going to break you or it's going to make you so much stronger. And it was a really challenging project. And during that time, I really got to know Shelly Tegelski and Julian Hormel, which are, who are the co-founders of Partners in Kind. And we just formed a bond during that time that was really just 
unbreakable. And because it was such a difficult shoot, just so many logistics, um, it's always difficult to have um, several teams at once. And it was a very big crew. And from that experience, Jelly and Jillian asked me to come and be president of Partners in Kind. It's a new company. They are incredible women that are so serious about making impact in the world in very bold ways. And that really spoke to me. And so I accepted their offer. I came to Partners in Kind. I'm now their president. And we are doing incredible things. Um, so much of everything that we do is through the lens of how does this impact the world and make it better and amplify the stories of voices whose stories are often silent. So it's just been like the dream um, of a lifetime to be able to do this work every day. And that work really that in different ways you've done in the past, right? Because I, I would love to talk a little more about reality TV, but also at Bravo, I know you produced the cable network's first ever special about racial and social injustice. I mean, we're at such a critical inflection point Yes. socially and culturally. How do shows like this show and then a new show, which we'll, we'll talk about that you're working on now, how do they fit in right now in terms of helping to create awareness and, and, and even bring social change? Yeah, I, it's an excellent point, Katie. I mean, we are definitely at an inflection point in this country and there's, there's, there's no doubt about that no matter how you see things and what your perspective is or what side you're on. Um, we are really in a very divisive place in our nation. And I think storytelling is that much more important in times like these because it really informs how we process information, how we make decisions, how we determine who we're voting for and all of the things that really matter. So Race in America, which is the special that you're talking about, um, I made for Bravo. I actually launched, when I left Bravo full-time as a showrunner, I launched my own production company for four years called Lauren Grace Media. And during that time, um, it was at the start of 2020. And then the summer of 2020 started and George Floyd was murdered and COVID had had just shut us all down and, and stopped the world. And it was a really complicated, painful time. And Bravo called me and said, we recognize, like, we need to say something, but quite frankly, we're not sure what to say. And I think the honesty of that exchange was really powerful and important. Um, and they said, like, we need you to help us to tell a story that reflects the time that we're in, which was really difficult, quite frankly, to do at a place like Bravo. Like this is a place of, this is a place viewers go to for guilty pleasure. Yeah. Like the Real Housewives and Below Deck and Summer House and all of the, the you know, those fun, guilty pleasure, you know, shows. You're not going to Bravo for compelling programming on topics about race and social justice and healthcare and equity and all of those things. So it was a really difficult, it was a difficult challenge, but such a wonderful challenge because I had to figure out how to lead a team to tell the story of where we were in 2020 and how reflective it was of, of times past 
in a way that the Bravo audience could feel connected to and engaged in. Because what I didn't want, there were so many posting of black squares on Instagram, and there were so many ways that I think people, though well-intentioned, were showing their solidarity that I think were not like impactful to um, to so many of the inequities that were happening with black and brown folks. And so it was really challenging to make that show. And I think when we made Race in America, so the first special is Race in America, a movement, not a moment, I think that everyone was surprised in terms of how well it was received, how people really connected to it and tuned in, and how people that normally don't watch Bravo shows really watch that special. Um, and it was so successful that before we had aired the first one, Bravo Greenland, a second one, which was Race in America, Our Vote Count. It was a very interesting, um, unique time, but it was powerful. And I think it just goes to show you that we can do hard things. We can talk about hard things. We just have to figure out a way that makes people feel connected to it and not divided by it. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on something that you that you mentioned, you know, about yeah. Bravo and unscripted reality TV. I mean, sure. it's it's such a force in culture and it's almost silly for me to even have to mention it, but just like you just have to look at the Kardashians and sort of their rise yeah. to fame, maybe like the original where and my daughter loves every real housewives yeah. you know, <laughs> franchise, especially yeah. now. Salt Lake City and still New Jersey. I mean, that's a great one. Oh, I have to ask, did you work on the episode where Teresa flipped the table? No, that was season two. <laughs> that was that was that was years before my years time. Before I, yeah, no, I, I missed that. Uh, I came to the show. Um, I came to the show that brought Teresa home from prison, actually. That was that was that was the first season for me, season seven. Yeah. And there you have it. Yeah. So, so, but, when, but when you look at reality TV and you look at the influence that people like the Kardashians have on culture today, whether people think that should be the case or shouldn't be the case, you know, is there a responsibility at all to be more than simply entertainment? And I know Bravo said to you, hey, do this. We want to do it right. But for these shows themselves, you know, is there any kind of responsibility or is it like you say a guilty pleasure and it's like eating a piece of cake? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough question. I think that it's important to be intentional about where you go to for certain things. And I think that programming across the board should have a higher level of responsibility at the same time, I think the reality is that you have to you have to put things in its top proper place in its proper right. bucket. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I think you know there are definitely challenges in reality television in terms of the glass throwing and the hair pulling and all of that stuff. And that um, I think that's that is something that is where I think that there should be more responsibility um, in terms of just the physical safety of it. But I think you just like, that's not where you're going when you really want to have like an introspective conversation. Like it's not the place that's going to feed you in that way. But I think it's important to find, you know, the appropriate places to be fed essentially 
um, is what you're asking how you need to be fed. Yeah. And I mean, there's no question with the world as crazy as it is now, you need to find ways to escape. And but in terms of finding ways to feed this, you know, deeper part, it sounds like with this new project with Mario Van Peebles, (laughs) your new company, you're doing just that. So let's talk about the project. Let's talk about Mario Van Peebles. Let's talk about what you're trying to, you know, what you're accomplishing. Project is I can't wait great. to talk about Mario, Katie, because I know you're so excited about it. <laughs> I know, too excited. <laughs> um, so, uh, Partners in Mind uh, is our company whose mission is first and foremost developing and investing in projects that are kind, that have impact, that make the world better, that are sharing stories with people that you may not know about that, that, that are important to know about. In that alignment, we are in the midst, actually, we just started. We are in the right in the middle of pre-production on The Beat Goes On, which is a feature documentary that profiles grantee organizations that are supported by the King family. We are co-executive producing this project with the Kings. Specifically, Martin Luther King III, who is Dr. King's first son, and his wife, Andrea Waters King. And so through Martin and Andrea's leadership, there are two major institutions that they support, the Drum Major Initiative and the Drum Major Coalition. Through both of those organizations, about 37 or 38 grassroots grantee organizations, excuse me, around the country are supported. And so a lot of times grantee organizations are sometimes only supported in an election year, only supported when something specific is happening um, or they're lobbying for a specific mission. The Kings understood that the work has to happen all the time and you can't you know, you can't take your foot off the gas, essentially. And so they fund these organizations year-round. The documentary is profiling some of those organizations that are doing the work because what also happens with grassroots grantee organizations, they are so busy doing the actual work and they have so few resources. Amplifying their message and sharing it from a from a marketing, branding, PR perspective is not something that they have the luxury to do. And so we, especially coming into such a critical election cycle as we're coming into for 2024, we like we really understood that now is the time to do it. And so it's been just a joy to work with the Kings. We were with them a few weeks ago uh, at the March in Washington, I guess more than a few weeks ago now at the end of August, at the March, the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. Um, and so it's, it's really an incredible project. Um, it will air uh, sometime in the early fall of next year. Uh, we're still deciding on, in terms of a distribution home, where it's going. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really powerful work. And yes, it is being, uh, Mario Van Peebles is directing, uh, you know, there's so much to say about him, but I would say that Mario and I have worked together before. I actually directed Mario in a uh, in a show um, for E! actually about Mario and his family. So that's how we met. And 
really just became like brother and sister, like so quickly. You'll be the first to say, Carthy's my sister. She knows everything, you know. Um, and so, but also understood that for a project that is very premium, very esteemed, we needed to have a director that we understood, understood the legacy of the Kings and understood the importance of the work and had something to say about so many of the critical issues in our time. So Mario was uh, absolutely the perfect person to do that. Um, and it's just been tremendous. He was with us down in, in DC for the March and it's been, it's been fantastic to be able to work with him again on something that's so important. Well, I can't wait to watch it. It sounds like it's going to be truly amazing. I, I want to ask you, I mean, many of the things that you're focused on now in telling mm-hmm. stories, kindness, compassion, building communities, yes, these, these often are seem to be getting lost in today's world. And they're qualities we must get back to. And a lot of people want to get back to them. Maybe they don't have the luxury of figuring out how in their career to totally pivot the way you have done in such a beautiful way. But mm-hmm. are there ways that you could suggest for people that want to be more intentional or more focused in their lives and, and help as much as they can, even if they can't change jobs necessarily? Absolutely. And thank you for asking that question, Katie, because it really is the, the tenet of also how we do the work that we do at Partners in Kind. For every project we do, there is an accompanying impact campaign. And that impact campaign answers the question that you've just asked. It is very hard to watch something about any difficult subject matter. It's very easy, actually, to walk away from watching something and feel so heavy or discouraged or sad or like, oof, what am I supposed to do with what I've just seen? Um, And it's very discouraging a lot of the time. And so our impact campaign is that we always customize a call to action. We always customize a call to action for viewers, for anything, any project that we make on television. And so, for example, for the beat goes on, we have designed a student impact campaign. And that student impact campaign is going to uh, do a few really important things. One, it's going to the student, and we are choosing students, college students who are either filmmakers already or emerging filmmakers or wanting to be filmmakers. We are selecting a group of filmmakers um, that are going to create their own short form video content for some of the grantee organizations that are not necessarily going to be profiled in the feature doc. And so that gives young people an opportunity to work on something at this very high scale. Um, There are grants that we are, that selected students will be given, will be awarded grants, and they'll be mentored by Hollywood directors and producers in our team. And so in this scenario, the impact campaign is our way of giving back um, and our way of galvanizing young people that we need so much, especially as we're in this this world, to really be able to help prepare them to really take over and lead. And we do it for many other things. We have a project right now called All Hands on Deck that is about how communities galvanize together to help 
a member of their community that are most vulnerable. And you don't have to, to your question, you don't have to change your whole career. But if, uh, and, you, and it's also, you, I think the other misconception is, well, what if I don't have money to donate to a cause, right? Because that's so easy, I think, the thing that people say, like, okay, I'll just donate to something. And I think that donations are imperative and wonderful and necessary. But there are many other ways to get involved to make change in small ways that are really big ways that don't involve having to spend any money. If you know that there is someone that you see every day in your community that maybe they're not homeless, but you can look at them and say, if it's winter time, they could probably really use a cup of coffee and go across the street and spend, you know, a dollar on a regular cup of coffee and hand it to them. Like that, that makes them feel seen and visible in a world where they probably don't feel seen and visible at all. So I think there are lots of small things that we can do. I think when we think about community service or impactful change, the thinking is you've got to be all in, like, you know, you've got to just throw yourself at it. And I think some of the most impactful change are very small things yeah. that make a big impact. And every we can all do them. We can all do them and they add up. And they add up. Absolutely. They really add up. So if people want to see the projects that you're working on, um, where should they follow you and where should they follow your company? Sure. The partnersinkindproductions.com is our website that actually just launched. Um, there is a, a press page there that shares updates about all of the, you know, all of the projects that we're doing. And I'm always posting those updates myself. My Instagram is just at Dorothy Grand. And I do a fair amount of posting on LinkedIn about projects and sharing information about them there as well. And Dorothy, I mean, you have given us such a lot to think about. Oh, I thank you. Just have to end this by asking you, is there one particular piece of advice that has helped guide you through your life and your career that you could please share with us? That's such a good question, Katie. Um, and I'm trying to think about all the, um, I will say, yes, there is. Um, what I think about when I'm asked that question um, is that a very long time ago, I had the honor of producing Miss Ruby D, um, who was an incredible activist and actress um, and married to uh, Ozzie Davis, who's also another incredible activist and actor. And they were married for a very long time. And I was able to spend the day with her when I was producing um, some Oscar content that she was a part of. And we spent the whole day just like talking about just, you know, life and love and activism and all of those things. And at the end of the shoot, she gave me a hug and I felt her slip something into my pocket. But I didn't really, didn't really register like at the time, like I felt it and I was like, okay, did she put something there? And I didn't look in my pocket uh, of my jeans until I got home. And she had written up on a plain card and she wrote, Dorothy, always count it all joy. Wow. And I never forgot it. And the conversation that I had with her that day were about difficult things. She had lost her husband at that point. Um, she was aging, even though she was a Hollywood actress, things were 
I think she understood that her life was slowing down and there are difficult things that happen. And even through the difficult things, still count it all joy. That is absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you. This seems like a wonderful way to end. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So fun to talk to you, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Okay, and thank you.